Welcome back. This is episode four. And in this episode, I am really passionate about keeping your website on brand. Obviously, my name is Brand Me Gorgeous. I have to keep up with that. And so in this episode, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to go through a lot of the different things that I do when I'm either building a custom website or building a template. There are just a, a list of things that I do to make sure that I'm keeping the website on brand. And that's what we're going to go over in this episode. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey, y'all, this is Mindy from brandmegorgeous.com, and you're listening to the Brand Me Gorgeous podcast. If you're like me, you're an entrepreneur, and now more than ever, being an entrepreneur is on the rise. It seems like everybody is doing it. And I bet when you first started on this journey, you had no idea how much work went into owning your business. It's kind of like a secret that nobody tells us about. I know when I first started, I didn't have a clue. I was just a stay-at-home mom with four kids and a computer. But now, seven years later, as a brand and website designer, I have delivered visually stunning and converting brands and websites that turn readers into buyers. And that's what I'm here to do with this podcast, is I'm here to help you figure out how to brand and how to grow with a website. So let's develop your brand and grow your website. I have no doubt that if you follow along, you'll begin to thrive. So let's dive in. All right. So number one here that I have on my list that I definitely want to cover, and this is top priority, is to keep your website on brand, brand photos. And I know... Some of y'all just may be like, oh, I really don't like looking at myself. I don't want my website be plastered with me all over it. But I promise you that is the number one way that you are going to be able to build that connection with your audience. Your audience definitely would want to see photos of yourself versus a stock photo. And <laughs> trust me, I, I am my own worst critic. We all are our own worst critic when it comes to this. And I can't tell you how many times I am building a website or even myself doing my own website. I am like, oh, I think I'm going to swap out that photo of myself with a stock photo. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Nope, can't do that because somebody is going to look at that photo of me and not think as badly about that photo as what I do myself. And that's also something I, I have to tell clients as well, because I'm building a mock-up of their site or I'm editing the site, whatever the case may be. And there's a photo of them or there's a stock photo. And then I'm telling them, okay, let's replace this stock photo with a photo of you. And they'd be like, why? <laughs> I think I don't want photos of me all over my website. I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> I promise you do. And I'm not talking about like every single, you know, photo has to be a photo of you. That's not what I mean. But if there is a spot in there where it does match and it will go well with each other, you definitely want to put a photo of yourself, your products, whatever it is about your brand, even if it's you have a location and you have a photo of the outside, something to give them that visual of exactly what it is that you do, where you do it at, what you offer, 
all of those things are going to be 100% better to do that is with your brand and keeping things on brand with those photos versus stock photos. And I bet you, you, you might even be thinking, well, that's, I guess that does make sense. And it does. But, you know, at the time when we were looking at our website, we're like, oh, I just don't like that photo. You know, we're not thinking outside of that photo and what it actually does and how it helps us. And again, I'm definitely guilty of that. And it's just something that I constantly have to be, I have to remind myself, hey, listen, I may not like the freckle that's to my cheek or the piece of hair that I have standing up. Or, you know, maybe I wish I would have wore a different shirt in that photo or I would have been looking a different way. It really does not matter. It doesn't matter. It's a photo of me. That is who someone wants to see. They'd rather see that than, you know, a stock photo of someone's hand. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. So that's number one. Number two, when it comes to keeping on brand, is the use of your logo. And this this is definitely going to apply more so to somebody who's hired a brand designer. If you haven't hired a brand designer, then this probably isn't going to necessarily help you a lot now, but it will in the future when you hire a brand designer. So brand designers are very good at giving a main logo, a sub logo, and different variations of that logo to represent your brand. And when you're building a website, it's helpful to use different variations of that logo and in different spots. One of the things I definitely do is I like to put that main logo on the header of the website where like the menu goes. I'll, I'll usually either put it in the menu or the header. It just kind of depends on the situation and the style of the site. And then towards, not really towards the end, but at the bottom in the footer, that's where I'll put in the sub logo. And then a lot of times, if I have some different variations of that logo, I might put the logo on like the side of a photo, or I may take that logo. It, well, if I, I won't do it if I'm not the creator, but if I am the one who built that logo, I'll take that logo and put it multiple times on a document, or I'll pull it up and just place it randomly. And I'll be able to put that as a background photo and kind of like change the opacity a little bit and make it just a spot where it kind of has that that logo in rows, if you will. And I know it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to explain that, but that's one of the things I I do when I am working with logos. And it just helps bring in that brand awareness and you know their brand to the forefront of the website. Number three here that I have, again, on my list, I'm just kind of following this list here. I like to take notes because otherwise I would probably be off in La La Land or just trip over my words here, is the use of your brand colors. And I'm going to talk about this in a, a couple different ways and a different, different areas that you can do with your brand color because it's obvious that your brand colors are going to be used in your website, right? I mean, that's, that's obvious. But there's just these like little tricks that you can do that really help. One of them is going to be when it comes to your font and how you utilize your colors with your font. In the last episode, I spoke about ways that, you know, you could definitely break up your text 
to make sure that it's readable and scannable for your audience. And this is one of those ways that you can break up your text. So you can just have a section on a website and it has a heading, a subheading. It could even have a title, a paragraph. And you can pick one of those sentences or statements. It just depends on on what it is. You can put that in color. Just one area could be color to make it stand out. So that's a way that you can definitely make it scannable, but yet it's still scannable. And that one section is really just going to stand out because it's a different color and that's probably going to be read first. So that's one of those things that that really helps with keeping on brand too is because it's, you know, your brand color. One trick that I I do use a lot and it does it, se- it doesn't work for everyone, but I definitely think it works for a lot of people is when I'm working with a color palette of their brand colors. Instead of using a solid like their actual solid brand color for the background, I will take that brand color and I will change the opacity to like 20 or 30%. And what that does is that allows it to still have color, but yet not be too overwhelming. Because a lot of times when you have just a straight color as a background, it can be a little bit too powerful depending on the design and the style and and again, just the overall vibe of the brand. So I will change that opacity down to about 20 or 30. That That's definitely the sweet spot. And a lot of times you can also use that color, one color like sentence or word over top of that in the same color, but just a lot darker. So that that's one of those things that that just works and it works really well. And there's a couple other things that I, I'm going to mention here about using colors. One of them is you can use your brand colors in a way that works with photos. You can have like a block behind the photo that's the same as your brand color. Or, you know, you could have an outline or a line or any kind of design element to the website that is also the same color as your brand. And that works extremely well, too, to make sure that you're, you know, staying with those brand colors and everything that is in your brand and helps, you know, just bring that to life. And the last thing here I kind of have on my list is your brand voice. And this a lot of times gets, I don't want to say thrown around, but it kind of does. You know, you'll hear a lot of people talk about using your brand voice. You've got to use your brand voice. And then a lot of times they try to kind of stick that into labels, which is okay. But for me, I I don't do that. I remove the labels and I call it just your voice. My own brand voice isn't necessarily, I wouldn't call it a label. I mean, if I wanted to call it a label, I guess my brand is more like genuine. It's sincere. It's educational. I mean, there's some words that I could throw around for it, to be honest. But me personally, on the inside, I'm not as, I mean, I'm still a genuine person, but my personality is definitely more of like a, if you're going to put labels, would be more of like a, what I would call a rebel personality, because I, believe it or not, I do cuss like a sailor. I don't use it in my brand. It's not part of my brand or my business, because 
I just know that's not professional. It does work for some people. I mean, some people definitely have the whole rebel brand down. They have, you know, they're using their brand voice. They do feel comfortable throwing, you know, definitely, I don't know if you would call it cuss words, profanity, whatever it is that you want to call it into their website. And I don't mind that. Like when I come across a brand that's like that, that's why I'm just okay with it because I I, I get it. That's me on the inside. Like I, I do those things, <laughs> you know, like if I drop something, I definitely throw the F-bomb or say whatever. I mean, that's just who I am. But I don't do it in my business. And it's just a personal choice, really. I mean, I think that's kind of what that boils down to. But with that said, there are definitely things that you, I'm sure, do with your own words or with your own voice that other people don't do. And just to give you like an example, and the only reason I can think of this as an example is because I've said it a lot on Facebook and people will just be like, oh my gosh, that's the most funniest thing I've ever heard. And it has to do with like if we're in the car driving or something, and I'm in Florida, by the way, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes or maybe you just don't know that. And Florida drivers are absolutely one of the worst rival drivers in probably the United States. I've been to several states and for whatever reason, they're just really bad here. Don't even know how they get their license. But anyway, it's very frustrating as a Florida driver. And anyway, so if somebody like it's it's common to cut somebody off, to go slow in the fast lane to I mean, I could go on and on about this. But anyway, so one of the things that I do, we're in the car, you know, and somebody will cut me off, whatever, to just make me mad. I will definitely say, I hope you go home and step on Legos. I will just throw that out there because it's just, to me, it's funny. Like, I'm a parent and I've stepped on Legos and that hurts. I mean, it really does. So it's just part of my brand voice. Like, that's an example of something that I can say and something that I have said before. And I can definitely make that be just part of my brand. And so I just wanted to use that as like an example. But yeah, those are definitely the list of things. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more that you could do with keeping your website on brand. But those are just things that came to, you know, my memory and the most things that I kind of do all the time that I wanted to talk about today in today's episode. And that's really it for this episode. And I definitely want to say thank you to everybody who's listened so far. I'm, I'm very grateful. I just la- launched this podcast last week. I uh, had more downloads than what I even anticipated. And so that's really exciting. And I really hope it's helping you. And I just really, I'm grateful. I really am. If you want to leave a review, that would be fantastic. That absolutely helps. Only if this drives with you. Obviously, if it doesn't drive with you, then, you know, I, I wouldn't want you to feel obligated to leave a review because that's just not nice. But yeah, that's it for this episode. And I will be creating more episodes. That wraps up today's episode. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can go on over to my website, brandmegorgeous.com and click on the podcast page and fill out the questions form. I would absolutely love to answer any of your questions. You can also leave a review and see my work. And if you're interested in being a designer yourself, you can even have a look at the Gorgeous Academy, which is a self-paced course that teaches aspiring designers how to use Show It and build a website. And of course, if you're looking for someone to build your website, I would love to take a look and see if I can help you. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in.